she isn't afraid to dissect an issue, even if it ruffles some feathers. With Global Top Talkers, here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Here are our Global Talkers, Craig Needles, The Craig Needles Show on 980 CFPL. Craig, thank you for being here. Glad to be here. Matt Gurney, the exchange with Matt Gurney, Gurney, 640 Toronto, 9 a.m. to noon. Hey, Maddie, how are you? I'm all right, Arlene. Good to be here. Hey, nice to have you. I'll I'll go back and start it with you, Craig. Is is what's happening in the city of Toronto, it's becoming a little bit surreal. We've got notwithstanding clause, and we've debated it. The whole country is weighed in, and now the province really pushing their muscles here and saying, you know what, if we get this stay, we're not going to use it. Already the power has been used already, in my opinion. What do you say, Craig? Uh, yeah, I think that once you say, I'm going to use the notwithstanding clause, it doesn't matter whether you actually use it. It shows you're capable of it. And I've been saying this uh, about this the entire time. Is a, a Canadian politician making that choice to use the notwithstanding clause is something that should come with the utmost reverence. It feels as though that is not at all what has happened here. And I think that, uh, well, this might still wind up being a political win for Doug Ford because some people outside of Toronto just like to stick it to Toronto. Um, he will be tarred with the brush of someone who decided to uh, wield the notwithstanding clause like it was some sort of toy, for sure. Matt, are we going to look back at this and say, this changed politics for a while? Is this whole way that Premier Doug Ford is acting, is it going to have a ripple effect, not just in Toronto, but in other cities in Ontario, maybe even the whole country? Big question, but got to be asked. And, I mean, we can answer it a little bit. It's already having some effect. Uh, And we've already seen other mayors across Ontario uh, write statements of support or city councils issue proclamations sort of offering moral support to Toronto in the battle against the provincial government. Uh, Montreal City Council has also now passed a resolution expressing support for Toronto. As a, you know, as a Leafs fan born to hate the Habs, I mean, whenever Montreal has our spec, I feel a little uncomfortable about that. But this is already having ripple effects. The question is going to be whether it has enduring effect. I mean, let's fast forward here a month or two months or six months or however long it takes for this finally to be resolved. I'm not convinced a year from now we're still talking about that time Toronto had its city council shrunk. I mean, <laughs> and, you know, if if this goes away mm-hmm. as one way or the other, it eventually will, and I'm not even taking bets anymore on which way it'll go, when this goes away, presuming, as kind of Craig was alluding to there, as long as Doug doesn't start just dropping the notwithstanding clause on every little issue that comes up, it's conceivable that a year from now we won't be talking about this anymore. But Doug himself has said he's willing to use it again and again. So Craig's right. That prospect's going to hang over everything. It is. Can he, can he calm this down, Craig? And do you think he needs to? There are some, even within the Conservative Party, wondered if this was an overreach. Certainly the whole tone of it is not something that Conservatives are used to lately. We can go back to Mike Harris, and, and perhaps he's taking a page from the Mike Harris book. Craig, do you think uh, Matt's right? I mean, as everything goes back, and we just start arguing and debating, which is a better word, about all the other issues we have to in Ontario. Can this premier just be the power premier? Well, I think that's what he wants to be. I think that he wants to be the person who uh, basically is going to just run over whatever sort of opposition is in his way because um, that's how his brother ran the show in Toronto, isn't it? I think that we've seen the plays from this playbook before. Be 
because we saw it in Toronto for four years, and now we're just taking that playbook to Queen's Park, where perhaps you have to play a little bit nicer in the sandbox because you have a, a, a caucus and whatnot to worry about. But so far, it seems that the caucus is pretty much on board with uh, with what Doug wants to do here, which, uh, like, look, you might think that Doug Ford has some good ideas. You might think that he's a better premier than Kathleen Lynn. If you do, fine. Um, but I think you have to acknowledge that there's been some very ridiculous things here that didn't have to go the way that they have. And it, it, I don't think it's been the best start for the, Ford, uh, for the Ford government. Matt, Premier Doug Ford is heading down to give his opinion about NAFTA. Is he going to make a difference? Is he going to tell the United States uh, negotiators something that they haven't heard from our team? Or is he going to have his eye wiped, as my mother would say? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of my eyes rolling. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, the guy, I, I'm, I'm not a reflexive Doug Ford hater. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I like to think, having seen him in action at city council, that I'm well aware of the guy's limits. But guess what? He's the premier of Ontario, mm-hmm. majority government, fair and square elections. So I get that he's got a job to do. I just don't know what he's doing on the NAFTA front. I mean, like, what's next? I mean, is he going to start launching Navy ships or, like, <laughs> getting a space program going? Like, we have jurisdictions in this country. Well, spa- I, you couldn't. I was just about to interject the same way, Craig. I think just if he could somehow go out, go out of the way and, and find a way to actually be useful, okay. But I just, other than him showing up and, like, attempting to use the force of his will, I'm not really sure what the point of this is. Maybe he has a plan. If so, I haven't heard it yet. Craig, maybe it's just a little bit of theater, heading down there, giving his opinion. You know, he says Ontario's open for business. But let's face it, I mean, this is a premier who's been very clear about jobs and protect, protecting jobs. And he may think, as a conservative, if he's going down there, I don't know whether or not he can spin a tune that's not being spun. What do you say? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical myself. Now, I will say that, uh, to Doug Ford's credit, when... The whole NAFTA thing, I don't want to say blew up, but when things started to get a little heated around these negotiations, Doug Ford, to his credit, said, hey, look, no, we're, we're on the side of, of the prime minister here. We're on the side of, of, of Canadians. And that's where we mm-hmm. want to see a good mm-hmm. deal that benefits uh, Ontario workers. And I, I was, uh, I gave Doug Ford a lot of credit for that because uh, obviously we know that he's not necessarily uh, super fond of Justin Trudeau. So good for him for saying that. I hope he continues to uh, to act that way because I think that it might uh, not necessarily be great news for Canada if we don't present a united front certainly in Washington, D.C. You know, as Craig says, Matt, the Premier has done so many things that have really brought the province together and the country together. You know, he stood right up. He said, we're we're all together, all for one and one for all. But let's face it, he's going down there. He's not going down there to give credit to the Prime Minister, is he? (laughs) No, or or if he is, it would be a strange way of doing Uh, it. Um, It's you know, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, lest this sound like a, a partisan swipe at a, a Doug, and I don't mean it that way, I would be equally weirded out if the election had gone a little bit differently and Premier Horvath was going down to Washington, yeah. or if the election had gone really differently and Premier Kathleen Wynne, newly reelected, if she was going down as well. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Doug, with his business connections in the U.S., maybe he has some leverage he can work. I don't rule that out. I think it's a long shot, but I guess it's We have possible. Brian Mulroney on there. Come on. Yeah. yeah. That, and I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, you send an elder statesman who kind of works the scenes in the background and kind of drums up the soft support. You have your negotiating team actually there. Look, Doug doesn't agree with the liberal government. I get that. He might think a conservative would do a better job. But we have a liberal federal government. Doug might not like it, but those are the facts on the ground. 
You got it. Matt Gurney, thank you for joining me. Matt, Anytime. All right. Matt Gurney, The Exchange with Matt Gurney is 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at 640 to Toronto. Craig Needles, thank you. Thanks a lot. The Craig Needles Show, 980 CFPL from 9 a.m. to 12 noon.